So this morning, as we, as we go through the text, it's going to be a little different than the normal sermon, if you will. I want us to understand that many of us, when it comes to thank yous, uh, some of us do well with that, some of us do poorly with that. And this morning, I'm sure all of us have, have come to the place sometimes where we've, we've heard this a time or two. Well, didn't we help them out? Didn't we do all these things for them? They didn't even say thank you. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure it may have been something you've said. Let me guess. You and I have done something for somebody else, and they didn't show that they appreciated what we had done. Now, I want you to pause for a moment and think of the many things you should be grateful for. Take the time, think about it, and admit how many times you've taken for granted those things without so much as uttering a word, a prayer, or even an action to show that you are grateful for that. Have you ever said thank you and not really mean it? Has that ever happened? Have you just passively said, hey, thank you? But you really didn't mean it. It never really hit your heart. When you said those words, it was just empty and vain. You see, that describes just about all of us. Because different moments in our lives, we all get to that place where we really are not engaged in thanking people or thanking God for that matter. We don't truly appreciate the things we've been given. This morning we'll be looking at different things we should be grateful for when it comes to God and others. This will almost be a refresher course for some of you on Thanksgiving. The goal is to come away today with a renewed vibrancy in our thank you. For the purpose of our study today, we'll define the word thanksgiving and give synonyms that all essentially mean the same thing so we may understand how these words are, you know, they work interchangeably. So some synonyms of thanksgiving. The act or an instance of expressing gratitude, a public acknowledgement or celebration of divine goodness, a prayer expressing gratitude. Now, some of the synonyms or similar words to this would be appreciation, appreciativeness, gratefulness, gratitude, thankfulness, thanks, gratification, indebtedness, satisfaction, acknowledgement, recognition, and tribute. Now, if you want to know what the opposite of that would be, it would be ingratitude, thanklessness, unappreciation, and ungratefulness. Those are straight out of the dictionary. The Greek word ultimately in Scripture is Eucharistia, which is thankfulness for God's grace. That's ultimately what it's about, giving thanks for God's grace. So we're going to be looking at two specific things this morning in our attitude towards God and others. Number one, grateful for God, and number two, grateful for others. Number one, grateful for God. In Ephesians 2, 4 through 6, we read this, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
So how exactly do we thank God for our salvation? You see, most of you have actually mentioned that. Those of you that came up, we even had the small children come up and say, we thank God for sending Jesus Christ to die on our behalf. And that's a common thread that most believers hold in unison. But how do we actually thank God for our salvation? How do we actually, if you will, express that gratitude to God? Well, number one, one of the ways we can do that is by paying attention to the warnings of Scripture. Paying attention to the warnings of Scripture. In Hebrews 2, 1 through 4, look at what it says. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. To say thank you is to give due diligence to continue paying attention to the warnings of Scripture, believer. You see, finding the gospel just as precious as you first believed is important. It's important. And yet what happens is many of us, we've gotten so used to the fact that we're, we've got our hellfire insurance, we're all set, we're going to heaven, that we've lost the value of the gospel. We've lost the value of the gospel. We, we have almost a sense of entitlement now as saints. And it's very disturbing. Because we live without gratitude towards the things that Christ has done for us. Sometimes God owes us things. That's how we feel, right? Well, God, I've been good for this last week, so I expect this next week to go better. How many of us have ever thought that way, whether we'd want to admit it publicly or not? I've been a good boy or girl for a couple days. Lord, you owe me one. That's not living in thanks. You don't just say, I've got it, Lord, and keep yearning to do what you want. You live in gratitude by actually heeding the warnings of Scripture. Doing what is commanded is another way that we show that we're grateful for what God has done on our behalf. Let me remind you what is commanded, not what is suggested. Do you realize this book is filled with commandments? Not, ju not just suggestions. Oh, here's how to have a better marriage. See, that's the way a lot of Christians read their Bibles. Well, I need to just do these things. It'll help me with my relationship with others. There are certain things that are commands, believer, and you need to follow them, not just look at them as mere suggestions. They're not just another wonderful self-help book that you read. This is the living Word of God. And if you don't take it as such, you're not grateful. And I'm not grateful. Look at what James 1.25 says. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty just looks? No. And continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. You're not just caught up in endless study, believer. You are to do what you've studied. You can't just take the Word of God, read it, and say, hey, you know what, I checked the boxes off for the reading program for Pastor Roman. 
You're not doing this for me. At least I hope you're not. If you are, please repent. You should not be reading the Word of God just for Pastor Roman. You should be reading the Word of God because you want to know God better. And you want to have the Word affect your life. Reading without application is wasteful. Reading. If the warnings of Scripture you read only to keep reminding yourself you need to do, just do a little better in certain areas, but you don't do anything about them, you're not really grateful. And I'm not really grateful. If you don't have any intention to follow through on what you've read in the Word of God, the problem is not with the text of Scripture. It's with you and me. When we actually do those things, what we're telling God is, thanks, but no thanks. I'll do things my way. Thank you for the warning. I appreciate it. Moving on. Is that one way to thank God? And yet we think, hey, you know what? I'm just grateful for my salvation, Lord. And you don't appreciate the very things he's written down for you to pay attention to. We literally will say by our lives that, God, you've rescued me, you've warned me, you've protected me, but I'll just keep doing this part myself. I don't need to apply what you've said. Here's another way that we show that we're grateful for God. is thanking God privately. Thanking God privately. In Philippians 4, 6-7, through 7, it says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, there's a phrase there, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In fact, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I think the with thanksgiving part is many times the problem in our prayers. We get the requests to God without acknowledging what we've been grateful for that he's done. How many of us have prayed a prayer without thanking God one time? Have you ever prayed prayers where you didn't even thank God at all? You're like a pathetic child that wanted their way? But dad, I want this. Parents, how do we like that when our children just come up to us without ever thanking us for the things we just did for them? Oh, no, I'm perfectly fine with that, right? Is that some of our attitudes? Or how many of us have been like, you could at least say thank you, right? Here's the thing, believer. God's grace is so vast and measureless that even when we don't thank him, he understands and he knows that, but he does want to see us be grateful. God knows who we are. He knows what we're made of. He knows that many of us are very selfish at heart. He rescued you in spite of knowing what he knows about you. Many times our circumstances dictate whether we thank God or not, right? If it's a good circumstance, I'm going to thank you, Lord. I got a bonus last week. Thank you, Lord. If the car broke down, <laughs> no. No, absolutely not. I will not thank God for that. I'll tell you right now, I was actually grateful 
That was when my beater car broke down and I finally got to get my Corolla. I was thankful, <laughs> very thankful. But that would probably not be our response with the Corolla now. Listen to what Spurgeon says about this. This is great. There should be a parallel between our supplications and our thanksgivings. We ought not to leap in prayer and limp in praise. Because the next thing we're going to talk about is praising God publicly. In Psalm 9, verse 1, it says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. And in Psalm 26, 6 through 8, he says this, I will wash my hands in innocence, so I will go about your altar, O Lord, that I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all your wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. When you're grateful for your salvation, believer, it comes out in your life. You're going to say that to people around you. You thank God for certain things in your life without giving Him credit publicly. Let me explain. When you get something really nice, and I get something really nice, do we credit God for giving us the ability to get that? Or do we go, hey, you know what? Look at what I worked really hard for. It's all me. Pound my chest. It's mine. That's me getting that. God gave you the ability to work. God gave you the job that you have, the income you have. How much of that credit goes to him? Sadly, what happens many times, it's a zero from us. I've caught myself many times doing that. The tragedy for many of us as believers is that we look at everybody else being ungrateful and don't realize how ungrateful we really are. We notice the ungratefulness in other people's hearts and lives, but seem to fail to mention that it's real in our own. You see, believer, if you privately thank the Lord for who he is and what he's done, you're going to publicly declare that as well. Your public praise of him determines many times what your private praise of him is and thankfulness is. The little that you praise God to people out in public is a, is a determination that you've probably not praised him much in private. Your public praise of God is directly connected to your private thanksgiving and prayer. It's also connected to the, to the way and how you say thank you to others. So the second thing we're going to look at today. Grateful for others. Now I want to pause for a moment before we get at some of these texts of Scripture. If you don't understand the first one correctly and being grateful to God... As you're called to love God and love others, you will probably never show appreciation or gratitude for others properly. One of the difficulties of being grateful is to be sure our hearts are genuine. Have you ever realized your heart wasn't genuine when you said thank you? It just wasn't genuine. Oh, it, it rolled off your lips. But if you were to go back to that moment you said thank you, you'd know, hey, you know what? That was just a formality. I just want to say something nice. I wanted that person to feel better that I said that. The only way we can truly be consistent in showing gratitude for others is being sure to understand 
that we're grateful for the things that God has done in delivering us from sin. It has to start there, believer. I believe with all my heart the proper response in showing appreciation or gratitude for others will come from a proper gratitude for God and who He is and what He's done. If that practice is established, if we show God that we take His word seriously, we're grateful for what He's done, then we'll do what He has commanded and our gratitude towards Him will be lived out in our gratitude towards others. That's why it's important to get these right. We start simply by doing something that many of us don't do, believer. I think this would revolutionize all of our relationships if we move forward with doing this every time. What is that? We thank God for them. We thank God for people. Before you show gratitude towards others, you thank God for them. What do I mean by that? 1 Thessalonians Chapter 1, verse, starting at verse 2. We give thanks to God always for you all. Hey, wait a second. Like Paul's thanking God always for these people. Making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God and Father, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. God is to be first if you are to show gratitude towards others. Because if you try to show gratitude or gratefulness towards others without putting God first, you're going to miss the mark. You're going to have, if you will, empty words at times. In fact, you make it a point to thank God for the people in your life. That's what the text is saying. Think about it Instead of just praying for help in your life, you thank God for those people in your life that you want help with. Have you thought about it that way? I don't think most of us think that way. Most of us want some quick fix, a few steps so I can get better in this relationship. And we don't start with one of the essentials, which is thanking God for people in our lives. Think of how you pray for others And think of how that would change if you started by thanking God for them. When you're grateful for others, you thank God for them. Simple. How often do you pray for others thanking God for them? Believer. How often do you thank God for your spouse? How often in your prayer is your spouse mentioned in thanksgiving? Lord, I'm so grateful for my wife. I'm so grateful for my husband. How often does that come out in your prayer? How about your children? How often do you pray not that God would just keep them from the world, but that you're thankful that God gave you children, believer? God, thank you for my kids. Thank you. What about, this is a touchy one for some of us. When was the last time you thanked God for your boss? The man or woman you work for. When was the last time you thanked God for them? Or is the only prayer that comes from you a complaint that that you wish they'd get some things that they don't? When was the last time you prayed for your coworkers? And thank God for them. 
Yeah, yeah, the ones that try your patience. Absolutely, those, those people. When was the last time you prayed and thanked God for them? What about your church family, believer? How often do you pray about the church and you thank God for the people in this church and specifically thank God for them? And I don't mean in a general, God, thank you for my church. I'm talking a certain person in this church comes to mind when you're praying and you thank God for them. It's easy to pray the generic prayers, right? Lord, bless our nation. Bless our church. Bless my job. But when you get to the nitty-gritty and you actually get specific, it gets a little more dicey, right? Because certain people, we just don't want to pray for. Like, why would I want to pray for that person? You realize how much of a jerk they are? Why would I pray for them? At least thanking God? Are you kidding me? When was the last time you thanked God for those in authority? Here's a hard one this year to swallow. Thank you for the authority that you've placed over us, Lord. Yeah, yeah, the authority that you and I are like, are you serious? They don't understand my struggle. When was the last time you thanked God for those in authority? Now, hold on a second. You might be like, this is crazy. You mean God wants me to thank Him for people in my life, even those that I really detest personally? Yes. How do we know that? Well, 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, in case you're thinking Pastor Roman's off today. Therefore, I exhort, first of, all, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercession, and this phrase is not deleted, it's in the Bible, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Women are included. For kings and for all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Why do we do this? For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Your gratefulness to those, for those that are in authority is really a demonstration that you care for their soul. You ever connected that? Have you ever had a problem with somebody and for some reason they did something that really made your day? And you went from really being bitter towards that person to all of a sudden overflowing in praise. I'm sure it's happened at a time or two in your life, maybe multiple times in your life. I think, I think marriages kind of know that they've gone through this, Right? There's a really rough day, and for some reason, the honey did something for you that made you feel special. And all of a sudden, you're totally not thinking the same way about that spouse again. At least, not for that day, right? I love you now, honey. You're really nice. Thank you for doing these things. See, the truth is, it would be much easier for us to live life properly before God and others if we started God with thanking God for them. The most pathetic, unbearable, selfish people you know of, you can be thankful for. At the very least, they're a warning in your life. You can thank God for that. It doesn't tell you exactly how you should be thankful for them. It says you need to be thankful. 
The specifics aren't completely clearly laid out here. But the point is you need to go to God and be thankful for them. Why? Because ultimately Paul's saying in that text that we just read in Timothy, you're grateful for them with thanksgiving because ultimately the desire and goal is to see their salvation. Have you ever been thankful for somebody in authority and you're wishing and hoping and praying that God brings them to saving faith? When you and I are grateful to God for others, God will in turn give us particular things He wants us to do to show that we're grateful for them. Or another way, as, as the synonym is actually spelled out, show that we appreciate them. Imagine the Christian revolution where people truly thank God for their leaders and show that they appreciated them. Even the worst leaders. Because their goal was ultimately to see salvation in their life. Not just so they have an easier time on this earth. Although scripture says that if you're doing this, it's so that you can leave, live a peaceable life. Let me give you an illustration of what I mean by that. I don't know how many of you are familiar with what's going on in California, with all the lockdown rules and everything. I'm going to get a very particular point that I want to get across. John MacArthur's church has been in a power battle with authorities on certain things. Guess what really has benefited his church and why a lot of the authorities didn't want to go after his church? Because he prayed for them and he always honored them and respected them. He showed that he appreciated those that were in law enforcement in his community. Believer, there's a practicality to this that we miss many times. And we miss it simply because we're coming at it from a totally different worldview than what Scripture wants. This is why it's important to start by going to God in prayer, because when you and I want to show our gratitude for others without a divine perspective, we'll do it out of a selfish heart. God, I will thank you for them when they do what I want. That's sadly the way we pray. When they finally do their end of it, I will thank you for them. How would some of this be lived out practically if we started by being grateful for them by thanking God when they come to mind? Because we start by being grateful for God's grace, right? That's, that's the ultimate word for thanksgiving. That then affects our gratefulness for others who are made in the image of God, believer. Because we want them to experience the same grace of God that we've experienced. That's where thanksgiving is born. Because we are grateful for the grace of God in our hearts. How would that change our marriage, believer? Man, we would show we appreciate and are grateful for our wives by loving them the way that Christ has loved us. We give of ourselves. Another word that we, we would kind of maybe swap here is love as Christ loved. You show you're grateful for your spouse for how you sacrifice for her. Another word we mentioned earlier is recognition. If you don't show proper recognition for your spouse, ultimately if they rarely ever come up as someone meaningful in your conversation with others, you're probably not very thankful for them. You're probably not very grateful for your spouse. How would that change our family dynamic? 
When it comes to our siblings, how often do you thank God for them? I mean, is it only around the holidays? That's the normal, right? Like, oh, it's holiday time. Everybody's back. What about throughout the year? Have you thanked God for them? Those siblings that you grew up with that maybe you don't see eye to eye with right now, how often do you thank God for them? Remember, because you're grateful for the grace of God, you can be grateful for the people that God placed in your life, including those that are closest to you. Even the painful family situations we can be grateful for because they have been a tool that God has used to chisel certain things in our own lives. And saving many of us from even more damage in our hearts, in our lives. Some of us have been restored with God because of the hardship that's happened in our family. Have we thanked God for that? Many of us have been more grateful for the grace of God when we've seen family members that don't see what we see, but we want them to experience what we've experienced. We want them to experience the saving grace of God. And when we want that for them, we're going to thank God for having them in our lives. How would that change the work environment, believer? I mentioned it earlier. Because we're grateful for everything God has provided, even the job that we work, we show gratitude by working as hard as we can for our boss. Because God has instructed us to show honor to others. All of this flows out of a heart of gratitude and gratefulness for grace. What about your everyday encounters? Just everyday life. How will that change your everyday life if you thank God for meeting the people you meet in your everyday life? We wouldn't probably hold the grudges quickly against others if we thank God for them first, right? Because we realize the kind of sinner we are and what we've been forgiven of. Believer, it always goes back to the gospel. If you're missing the gospel, all of this being thankful is always going to be all over the place for you. But as soon as you get back and you go, you know what, I know I'm undeserving of heaven, I'm undeserving because I'm a sinner, and I'm really selfish, then when you see other selfish people, it's a lot easier to love them and be thankful for them. We show hospitality to others because we're just so grateful for the home that God's provided us. We give to others in need because we know how needy we are and were. Here's a very neat truth in Ephesians 5 that is brought up in the conduct of a disciple of Christ. And we're almost finished here. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are His dear children. Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, all these things we've just mentioned, instead of all of that, let there be thankfulness to God. So all the stuff that the world wants to do when it comes to sexuality, greed, or even inappropriate jokes can be countered with what? Thankfulness to God. 
I don't know if you realize this, believer, but a lot of the sins that people commit are because they're not thankful for what God's given them. I don't know if you've ever made that connection in your own life. If you're not grateful to God, your gratitude for others will lack itself. So in conclusion, simple question. Where can you say thank you? Where can you say thank you? When was the last time you personally thanked God for your salvation? You were just blown away by the grace of God. You couldn't help but thank God that he rescued you. You thank God for his salvation. When was the last time you said thank you by taking God's word seriously enough to do what he says? You didn't just merely read it because it was a nice little exercise. You said, you know what, I'm going to do what it says even if I don't like it. Because I'm so grateful. Another word that we had for thankfulness was indebtedness. You're indebted to what God's done for you. Now, you can't pay back grace. You you and I both know that. But when you're grateful, don't you want to do things for people that you're grateful for? At least I know I do. That's something that we should do with our relationship with God. When was the last time you said thank you by praising God for what he has done publicly? I think southern churches do this better than we do up here in the north. They thank God all the time for what he's done in their life. That's why I kind of try to steer us into a little more out-of-our-comfort-zone experience this morning. I don't think we do this enough as a church to where we thank God for what he's done and who he is. When you praise God, is it just a private thing? Like only God knows what you've thanked him for? Maybe you're just not that thankful, though. Maybe you're not that grateful for that. Usually what's on the inside, believer, comes out. What matters to you will come out. How do we know that? Anything that you really like that you purchased this last year, usually tell everybody about it. Is that not true? Does that mean we can't enjoy them? Of course we can. But if you're going to give God credit for anything in your life, he needs to come out of your heart. If you're really grateful for what God has done for you, it needs to come out verbally to people around you. Do people around you know what Christ has done on your behalf? Or is it some secret mission that you feel like you're on? This is not a special ops operation when it comes to the gospel ministry. You are out to be fishers of men. You're out to try to reach people with the gospel. When was the last time you showed gratefulness for others by thanking God for them? Think this through, believer. How many people have you not thanked God for that you ought to? It may very well be the tool that God uses to bring them to saving faith or restore the broken relationship that is there. You know how much easier it is to approach somebody that you've been praying for and thanking God for, and they may have a horrible attitude towards you, but you went, you know what, I just want to tell you I'm grateful for you. I've been thanking God for you in my life. Imagine the gospel witness you and I can have. Maybe instead of complaining about others, we thank God for them. Let's close a prayer.